I'm here with Sydney Vaux, a very special guest today. Sydney is appealing a federal government decision based on her hepatitis B status that means that she and her 12-year-old son Billy will have to leave Australia by the end of the month. Her case has been widely publicised and an online petition has received 21,000 signatures. Before I put the um, petition on, I got support from um, my specialist at St Vincent Hospital who I went for a trial clinical trial in, back in 2012 and those doctors contacted me and, and talked about my um, health and they looked into it uh, and then they found out that they, they said that I've been taking medication for a long time now I've met the criteria since then I've stopped taking medication yesterday uh, my lawyer helped me to send, uh, send a second submission the second request to the minister uh, office to update my um, health condition at the moment also to ask the government to relate the new immigration health laws um, on my case will you hear from them before you have to leave the country or is there a specific date where you have um, to go at this point yeah my current British visa only allow me to stay here until the end of this month I left Canberra last week and I come here to join my son Billy. And then the law changed on the 1st of July. For my first um, submission, first request was in May, and then they refused on 1st of August. So the law changed 1st of July. So actually my application was still in the minister uh, office. Uh, that time it was still in there. So from 1st of July to 5th of August was 36 days. So they didn't even looked at it, they didn't really relate to you. And the laws came out quietly. Mm. No one knew about that. That's right, we didn't even know about it. No. We've been advocating for that mm -mm. change for yeah. a very long time. Until the SBS News put my story up there and I, then I learned about that. And tell us about your feeling of the, of the support you're getting from the community. How's that? How does that make you feel? Um, I feel overwhelmed. Um, it's a lot of support, uh, personally also in the community as well. Uh, people they we didn't know me uh, before, but uh, now they saw my case on the public channels, and they just came inside for me my petition and um, text messages and tried to encourage me to get me more motivation to keep going. Um, but also, I have faced a lot of um, discrimination against people like us hepatitis B. Um, I could feel the vibe, the sense around. Um, the environment where I work in Canberra, so I felt uh, a bit down about that. Uh, this mm. still there, the stigma and the discrimination still there to people who, who don't understand about hepatitis B. You mean once you revealed the fact that you had hepatitis, hepatitis B, B, so yeah. people began to behave in a slightly different way? Differently, yeah. You know, people that you expect them to support, to support you genuinely, but you feel like after they found out that you got hepatitis B, they just behave differently. Why do you think there is that stigma? Um, because they don't understand, they, they, they don't know that um, hepatitis B is, is, is something that's not spreading easily as they thought because it's, it, when, when it becomes something like virus they would just automatically get scared about that. Uh, but my health, my virus is under control, like it's undetected.
it's not easy to spread to anyone, even with the children I work with, they're all vaccinated since they, they was born. Yeah, they were born. So, yeah, just a few people, I know them, they know me, but then turn out I feel like their support is not genuine anymore. They, they wouldn't say anything like directly to me, but I can feel it indirect way. How do you think we can challenge people that have this kind of stigma? What, what do we need to, to do? I think they need to educate or by having more research about saying something or thinking negatively um, toward people like us. That's the only thing that we, or I, I could just um, taking advantage of um, being on the media, I would just raise awareness about this. The visa campaign is one thing, but also the, the hepatitis B angles I also wanted to focus on to help people to understand more about this. Um, by raising awareness, yes. feed them more information about hepatitis B. So you're going to be a hep speaker for Hepatitis Victoria? If they allow me to stay, I would just come and help. If, if I get the visa granted, I'll, I'll have to go back to Canberra to leave. Yeah. And if you are um, able to stay, this experience, I think you mentioned it before, has given you more impetus to be out there talking about yeah. the stigma. Is that right? Yeah. I'm happy to go and do that. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, it's just for the whole community. It's, it's really not fair for people like us to get discriminated against whatever we have. This is not our choice. We didn't choose to, to have this disease. I don't, I don't even actually say it's a disease. It's like an ailment. Nothing serious if we know how to take care of it. Okay. And, and to get more people to, um, to do tests, to because there, there's only 7% of um, hepatitis B uh, population in Australia to get treated um, and to expose themselves and to go to see doctors properly and to do the, 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 the right thing. Whereas the 93% people, they, they're hiding, maybe just because of the stigma and the discrimination. So they just don't want to go and get treatment or to tell doctors that they have hepatitis B. Yeah, we found that, that actually yeah. um, a lot of people won't even go to the doctor to get treatment because of their fear of the stigma. Fear, yeah. Incredible to think about, mm-hmm. it, isn't it? When in mm-hmm. fact, as you said, it's, a, um, it's not transmittable very easily right. at all. It's really simple. You just go to see a doctor and to get blood tests done and then it's not like every month. It's once in six months. And what about your son, Billy? How's he coping with all this? It's very stressful for him. Very, he's scared of being deported to Vietnam too. And Billy's healthy. He, he is not a hepatitis B person. Mm. So he's lucky. So I, I, I found out when I have a hepatitis B, it was the time that I got pregnant him. And um, the, the, the people in Vietnam, the doctor, didn't even make it like a sounds very serious about hepatitis B. So I didn't even know much about hepatitis B when I was in Vietnam. And um, Billy got vaccinated straight away. So he's immune and he's fine. Mm. He's healthy. Yeah, he's a healthy child. Mm. Is there anything else you'd like other people, people who are listening to this, maybe to understand about your situation or, or anything else you'd like to say that for people to know? I feel like I'm a victim of 
uh, all fashion guidelines from the government. There's not just only myself. You know, when after I went public and I put the petition online, so it's this global page. So everyone from overseas still see my petition and some people they signed for me as well. So they, they saw my petition and they read the article and they saw that they, they contacted me. They said they was in the same situation when they were in, in Australia, but they decided to leave. They didn't go out in the public and talk about their story, maybe because the stigma again. So if everyone chose to go, pack and go, who would be the one who stand up for us? That's the thing that I feel like um, I'm doing here, just not only for myself, but for the community, hepatitis B people as well. Doing it not only for yourself, but the, the community and everybody, mm. yeah. thousands of people are really grateful. Yeah. So thank you so much, Sydney, and good luck. We thank really, you, really hope that the minister listens and makes a yeah. decision in your favour and your son Billy's favour. Thanks, Mark, for having me today. Thank you. <laughs>